Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Monday, November 28th. I'm your host, John June, and of course... This guy to my left, Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G Money. Greg, what's good, man? Doing well, man. It was a <clears throat> very good week. Some crazy games uh, like we we thought it was going to happen. That uh, that Chargers-Cardinals game was everything. Uh, a lot of the Ravens game, Raven-Jacksonville game, crazy. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of really good games this week, man. A lot of big performances, too. So, uh, definitely enjoyed this week, for sure. Starting at Thursday, too. Like, it was, it was a whole, all, a lot of competitive games. Yeah, a lot of competitive football this week, um, a lot of great performances, a lot of high scores across fantasy leagues and whatnot. So definitely a lot of stuff to for us to get into. And obviously we are recapping the week that was week 12 here on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast, where you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, where we're, we're live four times a week, sometimes three times a week. We will be three times a week this week, by the way. So just uh, be be mindful of that if you're looking for, for episodes. So it'll be uh, – we'll drop one Wednesday where we preview Thursday Night Football, and then we'll drop one on Saturday when we'll, pre- you know, review – or preview, rather, all the games uh, ahead of week ahead of week 13. So um, without further ado, Greg, let's jump into those quarterback swags, man, and starting with the number one quarterback – on the week, Josh Allen, 24-42, 253 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, did add 78 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. It seems like Josh Allen these last several weeks, going back to maybe that, that Jets game, uh, has consistently been 80 90 70 rushing yards on the ground i mean that's huge for fantasy obviously we know what his upside is uh you know as a passer but he's he's already run through i think uh, through 11 games now he's got a career high in, in rushing yards you know what is you know i mean what do you what do you see this performance by by josh allen but how do you think this impacts the fantasy landscape as we move forward into the fantasy playoffs yeah, man, uh, Josh Allen playing well. Good to see him healthy. I mean, kind of recover from that that elbow, that arm injury pretty well. Um, I mean, down the stretch, he knew who to throw to, man. One forward, Stefan Diggs, he said it after the game. Uh, that was the game plan. Um, and the fact that he played Detroit just helped even more. Uh, obviously, he doesn't need to play matchups like Detroit every week, but playing one of the worst defenses in the league, pass defenses in the league for sure, uh, helps. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're locked in. If you have Josh Allen, you're, you're hopefully taking you to the to that to that chip because you know Buffalo again really needs this one seed they really do want the one seed they're gonna go for it um so they're gonna play the hearts out uh to the end yeah definitely gonna be a, a tight race in the AFC I mean Buffalo looking for the one seed Buffalo needs to worry about the division right now because Miami facts. Um, facts. is <laughs> My Miami's obviously um, has made a lot of noise in the AFC. I mean, I think that they ultimately do win the division. You know, Miami with how good the, how good they've been, you know, and also you know, the, the are not far not too far behind as well. So I think you know this thing is 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 wide open for the most part. Sorry, uh, I was incorrect in saying Josh Allen has a career high. He's on pace for a career high. Uh, the total that he has right now would be the third most of his career through through five seasons. Um, but he's he's definitely on pace to beat the seven sixty three, which he ran for last year, which was a career high. So um, figured I correct myself there. A guy who last night was was on pace to do some crazy stuff and with his legs that would be Jalen Hurts. You know, sixteen to twenty eight, one hundred fifty three passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Ran 17 times for 157 rushing yards. No touchdowns on the ground there against the the, the Green Bay Packers there. But 
Uh, Greg, what do you think of this performance here by Jalen Hurts? Yeah, when he needs to, he will be running the football in competitive games. That's going to be awesome for uh, down the stretch. I, he had about 90% of those rushing yards in the first half. I really thought he was about to get like 200 to 250 rushing yards uh, as if he was falling in that first half rushing with his legs. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing performance by him. Uh, just shows that you know he can get this get these elite performances without getting high passing yard numbers. So uh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, he's going to continue to to ball. I mean, he's yeah, man. It's going to be going be a very interesting MVP uh, you know stretch coming I mean, conversation down the stretch. Definitely an interesting one. And the 157 by Jalen Hurts was in fact a career high for Jalen Hurts. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I was talking on, was it Saturday, about how I felt like Jalen Hurts has probably been the most consistent. And I think he's actually earned that now, uh, seeing where, where where Patty finished this week. But Jalen Hurts, you know, has been the most consistent um, fantasy quarterback in terms of, of his week, weekly production there. So, uh you know, definitely going to carry you into some some playoff runs there. Um, let's move on to the quarterback three on the week, and that would be Justin Herbert, man. We talked about that Arizona Chargers game, and we talked about how that game would shoot out, and in fact it did. Uh, Herbert here finishes as the QB three on the week, 35 of 47, 274 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, added 38 rushing yards. That was, you know, a bonus there for for fantasy managers as he hasn't really been running, you know, much all season, 28.8 fantasy points in standard quarterback scoring. Greg, what'd you make of the performance here by Justin Herbert? Yeah, no, definitely a game where the chargers needed to win. Um, staying competitive in that, in that, in that AFC, Justin Herbert put on a Superman Cape, uh, came through for his team in a game, we, you know, we thought it was going to be wild. So uh, yeah. And in those high scoring wild games, Herbert's gonna, you know, benefit the most, uh, and he was able to to get it to all his guys. So yeah, it was definitely a great vintage performance from Herbert. All of his guys except for Gerald Everett, but yeah, um, definitely a great <laughs> performance there by by Justin Herbert. Um, and you know, as obviously we talked about this game being high scoring, so as we anticipated the QB, you know, Kyler Murray would finish pretty high. He comes in as the quarterback four at five. We get Trevor Lawrence uh, with what will go down as, as his probably signature performance Absolutely. Uh, to start to the start of his young career. Um, and then the quarterback six, uh, that would be Greg's quarterback stream of the week and probably the future of the Jets franchise. Mike. Yes. F white. <laughs> Yes, Mike White. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, the quarterback seven on the week, Mac Jones. Eight, Lamar Jackson. My start of the week. I'm not going to clap for that. Uh, Kirk Cousins comes in as a quarterback nine. Derek Carr comes in at 10. Geno Smith, 11. And Patrick Mahomes comes in as the quarterback 12. Greg, which of these performances stuck out, you know, of these top 12 performances stuck out to you this week? Oh yeah, my most proud stream of the week of the year for sure, yo, Mike White, man. Like, you sure it's man. not of like your career? <laughs> of my career, yeah, probably right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, Mike White, man. This man came through first drive. You just saw it right away. the The team was different. They they move uh, the ball so well. Uh, they just getting the ball out quick, uh, making smart decisions, man. He just had a really good, not only fantasy game but football game. Um, it's good to see him uh, put up put up numbers and. And get that win for the Jets uh, against a <clears throat> a really you know vulnerable secondary in Chicago, uh, and yeah, um, uh, the other ones you know usually gutsy you know Lamar and Geno Smiths, uh, both of them finishing the top twelve. So that's good to see. Uh, and yeah, Trevor Lawrence definitely game of his career so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we saw Mac Jones have probably was hit the game of his career as well. Um, so you know that was a good performance by him. You know, I was just happy to see that Kyler was healthy, you know, 56 yeah. rushing yards, the rushing touchdown. I think that was a concern. I know it was a concern of one of the listeners as well. You know, they asked, you know, are they nervous about Kyler? And it's not, to be honest, it's something that I was concerned about. You know, what if he – the risk of re-injury and then obviously with the bye week coming up, 
you know, they could have, you know, the, 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 the benefit of shutting him down is greater at that point. So, you know, to see him run seven attempts um, and, you know, get in the end zone, I think that was, that was <clears> definitely <throat> nice to see there. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess outside of that, you know, Jared Goff had a, a, a solid day on Thanksgiving, uh, Tom nice. Brady, uh, 43 pass attempts. It was good for QB 13. I mean, overall, it was a solid quarterback week. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow had 18 fantasy points, finished as the quarterback 14. So uh, it was a, it was a good score, quarterback scoring week in general. And so, um, you know, definitely some good performances. But there were also some so not good performances. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, my quarterback stream of the week, he didn't necessarily come through there. Taylor Heineke, who uh, was a, a popular streaming candidate a recommendation this week, um, you know, he didn't have a, a great week either as Washington went with a run-heavy approach. Uh, Tua, who, you know, didn't pretty much play in, in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, that, he, was, that was a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, they, they played in, in what was uh, – you know, a, a thrilling Thanksgiving game, but not one that alluded to a, or, you know, that led to a lot of quarterback fantasy points. So uh, anybody that I may have missed there, Greg, that was a, a jag for the people this week. Um, I'll throw Aaron Rodgers because he's still highly rostered on people for people. So which is crazy. Did leave with an uh, oblique injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But he did. Yeah, he was. I will have a great game anyway. <laughs> No, he wasn't. But I, you know, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, true, true, um, true. But yeah, that's about it. Jo- Jordan Love looked pretty good, though. He did. Yeah, came in, got it to Christian Watson. Christian Watson. I was, uh, I was getting nervous until that that <laughs> one play. <man. laughs> I was ready to ready to tell everyone to lean into Christian Watson. But yeah, he came through. That was good. He came through. That was a huge play. Uh, one that I needed in our league of extraordinary people, as you know, we have a matchup and. Um, you know, we were talking about the playoff scenarios in our in our league, extraordinary people. And I basically, if I want to make the playoffs, I kind of have to win out. So, um, yeah, and starts with with you tonight. Hopefully, uh, just need JT to score less than thirty four points, and I think we'll be we'll be good there. Um, if JT were to score thirty four points, that still would not be enough to be the number one running back on the week. Crazy. Uh, because the number one running back on the week, that goes to Josh Jacobs. Uh, 33 rush attempts, 229 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, added six catches on seven targets for 74 receiving yards, good for 48.3 PPR points. Greg, what did you think of this buzzsaw that was Josh Jacobs in fantasy this week? Yeah, I mean um... – <clears throat> I know we've been talking about all year Josh Jacobs being just a, a great value in general in fantasy. Um, our bona fide RB1 all year. Uh, so it's good to see him just come out with this insane performance uh, and show that his, his fully, full upside here. And it was amazing to see. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a great performance from him. Yeah, Josh Jacobs has been – much more involved as a as a pass catcher with the injuries to Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. I mean, Darren Waller has pretty much been out all year, but Hunter Renfro leaving. I mean, we we assumed that Mac Hollins would get some of those targets, which he did, and I think a lot had to do with yep. just the game script yesterday. But you know, Josh Jacobs getting seven targets. I mean, he is. You know, we see Amir Abdullah getting into the mix as well. Like, like you know, there's been an emphasis to get running backs more involved in this offense. And I think it starts with Josh Jacobs who 40 opportunities in this game, 40 opportunities. It's like an absurd number. Um, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. So uh, just continue to start Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's going to continue to lead people to some fantasy championships down the stretch. Uh, hopefully you get some matchups against green Bay. Like my man, Miles Sanders did yesterday. Cause Man was rolling 21 carries, 143 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, added three targets for three receptions, 17 receiving yards, 31 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Miles Sanders? Yeah, also Miles Sanders, I think, having a career year as as far as his um, you know, body of work. 
um, having, you know, coming through, getting a touchdown production. Um, and yeah, it helps that, you know, the team this is great. So he's getting a lot of touchdown opportunity, but he's, he's coming through as a very strong RB2 this year with a lot of RB1 upside uh, in some weeks. So uh, good to see him and come through. Yeah, Miles Sanders has a career high 900 rushing yards uh, to go along with a career high eight rushing touchdowns. So definitely a great year by Miles Sanders. Um, I really wish that you never told us not to draft you in fantasy, Miles Sanders, uh, yeah. because I would have had a lot of you because as Greg and a lot of listeners know, I'm a huge Miles Sanders fan. Yep. I, I told you, Greg, before the season started, I was prepared to make Miles Sanders by my guy. Uh, but it just uh, once he made those statements, I, I just I couldn't I couldn't do that. So, uh, yeah, Miles got to set the bar low. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the RB3 and somebody who I was I was sent into the panic room. But my man is is he is awesome. His name is, is he the RB one on the year. It's got to be the RB one on the year. I'm pretty right? sure he is the RB one yeah. on the season on the year. Oof. Who knows, man? Josh Jacobs might have lapped him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll check that. But Austin Eckler five carries for 20 rushing yards. That doesn't sound like RB three type performances. But then you add in 15 targets for 11 receptions. Yes. 60 receiving yards and a touchdown, and you get 25 PPR points. Uh, Greg, thoughts on the performance here by by uh, Austin Eckler? Yeah, I think those early injuries to the receivers early in the year just had Herbert lean on Eckler in the passing game, and he's continuing to to do that now. Um, yeah, Eckler has been balling out, especially uh, getting those targets, getting those receptions. Um, and, yeah, he's been everything that we wanted from a first-round running back, so he's been money. Yeah, he's absolutely been fantastic. Like you talked about the the need for targets in the past game with the loss of Mike Williams, the loss of Keenan Allen, which happened very early on, mm-hmm. you know, has led Eckler to take on this this much added responsibility. Mm-hmm. And through twelve weeks, Austin Eckler leads all running backs in PPR points. Um, he's actually a, a pretty he's pretty far ahead. Uh, has really? 13, 13 more fantasy points than Josh Jacobs. Uh, is at 23.2 PPR points per game. Josh Jacobs is second with 22 PPR points per game. So Austin Eckler definitely, uh, you know, leading in, in, a, in a wide margin um, or by a wide margin there, I would say. So, oh, look at that. Brees Hall, the RB9 in PPR points per game. That just makes me sad. Um, Very sad. Very because yeah. he's already missed like what <laughs> two or three games already. <laughs> oh, it was PPR points per game, points per game. Oh, okay, but okay, okay. Yeah, still. yeah. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Just like that doesn't include like yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Anyway, yeah. let's move on through the running back swags. Uh, the running back four of the week: James Conner, five; Brian Robinson, also tied for five, was Jamichael Hasty. Seven: Nick Chubb, also tied for seven, would be Ramondre Stevenson. Rashad White, my start of the week, coming in as the the running back nine. I'll take that. And then Samadji Piran coming in at 10. Aaron Jones, 11. And A.J. Dillon coming in as the running back 12. Greg, your thoughts on the performances here by these top 12s? Yeah, I rolled my eyes at A.J. Dillon because I was like, bro, where was this all season? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, great performances here. I mean, um, Samadji Piran I'm really proud of because, you know, we brought him up in the waiver wire saying go get that man, especially if Joe Mixon's not going to be able to play. And he he came through. Um, I think he's a great filler, filling starter for uh, Joe Mixon. Um, Who's yeah, still both, both. in concussion protocol, by the way. Still in concussion protocol. So, yeah, hold on. Don't uh, just don't drop him just yet. Or even if you don't, if, if he's back, hold on to him. Uh, but both uh, Packers running backs getting in that top 12 as well. So that was good to see yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you know, A.J. Dillon is somebody that I was really high on. I think he was my my guy. He was actually the guy that I picked to be my mm-hmm. my guy, and he's been absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just nice performance by him. I'm sure nobody started him, though. No. Um, no. Ramondre Stevenson, man, every week. Ramondre Stevenson Eddie, every Eddie. week. 
Yeah, he's he's been he's been awesome. I mean, even with only had thirty six rushing yards, seven carries, but had nine target or nine receptions Ooh. for seventy six receiving yards. I mean, and this is a two hundred and thirty pound running back that we're talking about. So, uh, love love that from Ramondre, uh, Rashad White. I mean, this was a best case scenario for him in terms of the usage. Had fourteen rush attempts for sixty four rushing yards, but where he made his his hay was. In the past game, nine targets, nine receptions, 45 receiving yards. So that was definitely awesome. But Brian Robinson, man, I got to give the man his flowers. Uh, you know, I've been I've been so pro AG, Antonio Gibson, and, um, you know, Brian Robinson got some positive game script here, was able to, to see 18 carries, got 105 yards, which, uh, you know, definitely a fantastic day, 5.8 yards per carry, which is much better than what he had previously done. Uh, but also saw tar- is getting more involved in the pass game. You know, three, three targets, two catches, uh, twenty receiving yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so he's he's definitely making his. He's definitely progressing. You know, in terms of in terms of what he's being what he's able to do on the football field, which is you know what you want to see from especially from rookies. Uh, so yep. it might be might lead for this to be really. Uh, um, you know, Brian Robinson eating to some eating to more into Antonio Gibson's work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that'd be definitely great to see, especially for those dynasty managers. And then that's all you want to see from rookie running back is that progression, like you're saying. Definitely. Um some honorable mentions. Isaiah Pacheco came in, mm-hmm. uh, RB fifteen. I think you you were really adamant that he would have a, a good game here, Greg. Is that am I Mixing that up. Uh, I'm, I just know we're we're both team Pacheco over Clyde now for sure. Or any, you know. Oh, I mean Clyde's on any, IR. Like yeah, we're not but even any, yeah, any running back yeah. kind of on any that. running Jeez. back in the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, true. Because it was being to be a blowout. So the, yeah, the yeah. I think that's what for Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I wasn't bugging. You did yeah. talk. Nah, about you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you just got so many calls right that you just you forgot that. Yeah, one. yeah. Significant. <laughs> Uh, Kenneth Walker III had a solid, two touchdowns, had a solid day, uh, but didn't have much, you know, in, in terms of the, the, the like the ground game. Twenty six. Nah, his highlight tape this year though is crazy though. Yeah, yeah his highlight tape is like one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ty Johnson and Zonovan Knight for the New York Jets both had both had solid days. Uh, Ty Johnson probably, you know, his box score. Not his box score. His fantasy output looked better, but if there's a running back I'm going to chase in in terms of the box score, it's going to be Zonovan Knight because I think he had 17 opportunities in this game, which led the Jets backfield. and And Michael Carter did leave with a an ankle injury. Uh, it's not expected to be, um, not expected to be serious, uh, but he is expected. To, it could could be anywhere from a week to to three weeks there. So definitely want to keep that in mind. As that, I'm that sure. Jets running back room is like stacked, man. That that, that room. Well, I mean, they were fly, dropping like flies, but they all they all came through and producing for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, James Robinson was inactive in this game, so that that's tough. Um, probably gonna you know be active next week if Michael Carter misses time, but. Uh, yeah, definitely an interesting backfield uh, to sort its way through, and you you want to get a piece of this Mike White led offense, you know? So oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, get on, get on. Yeah. let's go, Mike White. Uh, all right, so the running back Jags. Um, I mean Jeff Wilson Jr. was your start of the week. He got he hurt. Did, he got hurt. I yeah. think he. Then there was a blowout and came back for a little bit, but it was a blowout, so there's no point at that point. Um, yeah, still had an RB two day. Um, yeah, you know, Latavius that. Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray was was not great uh, either. He yeah. he, uh, you know, finished as I think outside the top twenty four. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yep. That Damian that Pierce one. Too. Damian Pierce, uh, Dalvin Cook, who played on Thursday, so. Um, definitely a rough week for some running backs, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially, kind of disappointing when you when you see some of these high scores here. But uh, you know, some people lost matchups that they were not expecting to lose this week. I'll say that for sure. Um, moving on to the wide receiver stud, or 
Sorry, Greg. Do you have anything to add in terms of running back Jags before we move to wide receiver swags? Nah, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the wide receiver swags and Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry for everything. Anytime I complain this season, because you've been you've been a godsend in recent weeks, man. Uh, nine catches, eleven targets, 139 receiving yards, one touchdown, 29.3 PPR points. Bill Belichick couldn't stop you. You're awesome. Greg, what do you think of the performance here by Justin Jefferson? Yeah, big time performance. Uh, you know, they the offense definitely bouncing back from that uh, you know, that Dallas game a couple of weeks ago. So definitely good to see here. Um, yeah, we just hope, you know, they continue to stay consistent uh, down the stretch. Um, both Kirk and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, most definitely. Um and Kirk's yeah, best I, I, primetime game in a while, man. I mean, ever like that's crazy. Like he did it, yo. Pretty, he did pretty it. good. I'm, <laughs> you know, curious to see what's gonna happen with J. Jeff this week because he got to match up with. Uh, he's gonna might get lost in the sauce. So, um, you know. <laughs> 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 no, just as as a football fan, like I'm really excited for that matchup. To be honest, so, mm. um, yeah, it should be yes. for sure. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to the wide receiver two on the week and Chris Godwin making his presence felt these last couple weeks just in time for those fantasy <clears> playoffs. 12 catches, 13 targets, 110 receiving yards, and a touchdown reception, 29 PPR points on the week. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Chris Godwin? Yeah, man. Chris Godwin doing well. Uh, glad to see him perform here. Um, being, you know, a good, uh, uh, target for Tom Brady this week. Um, you know, just been a, a down for the Tampa offense in general, but they can kind of get right towards the end of the season. Uh, that'd be nice for people that maybe maybe buy load before uh, the trade deadline last week. Yeah, most definitely. If you were able to 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 buy Chris Godwin, even after the Seattle game because he was going into a bye week, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was definitely something that that you know is, is paying dividends now. Um, the wide receiver three on the week, man, I, I said I wanted to make him my start of the week. Couldn't couldn't do it because he played on Thursday. But Amon Ross St. Brown, nine catches, 10 targets, 122 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Also added seven rushing yards. Good for 27.9 PPR points on the week. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by your wide receiver breakout, Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, man. Amon Ra continuing to ball out two of the last three games, over 100 yards receiving. Uh, yeah, just getting again double digit targets. I think he's done multiple times this year. Yeah, wide receiver one, man. He's here, uh, every week. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you know what we thought Michael Pittman would be. This is Amon a Raz. This is what he is right here. Yeah, nah, man. Um, the, hey, man, we're getting we're getting just in time for that. You know, Amon Ra made his presence felt this time last year. True. Fantasy playoffs. True. Getting ready. So he knows what time it is, you know. He does. He uh, does. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, definitely uh, Amon Ra, just a baller, an absolute dog at the wide receiver position. And just you expect this, these types of performances yeah. from him. Yep. Uh, the Rounding out these wide receiver swags, these top 12 wide receivers, the number four wide receiver on the week would be Zay Jones. Five would be Garrett Wilson. Six, T. Higgins. Seven, Isaiah McKenzie. Eight, Stefan Diggs. Nine, Adam Thielen. Ten, Christian Watson. And then tying for a wide receiver uh, 11 and 12 would be DJ Moore and DeAndre Carter there. Greg, any of these top 12 performances stuck out to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, Adam Thielen thought that, you know, you were saying how, you know, could be playable, and I was not with it, and he's definitely came through in his in his week here. Say Jones, um, definitely a great performance from him. Um, he's definitely, you know, we were talking about how he's getting heavily targeted all year, but uh, this is kind of like a nice good breakout here. Um, definitely happy for all the Garrett Wilson managers out there. I'm sure they're screaming right now like they are <laughs> – Got a nice, strong wide receiver, too. Now, obviously, we one upside every week, as you know. We thought he would be. His upside is now here, especially with a Mike White-led offense. Um, and, yeah, it was uh, Christian Watson, man, getting that uh, that top uh, 12 week as well. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't even take all full credit for the Adam Thielen one because I thought that 
Justin Jefferson would get taken mm. away, and then therefore right, right, right. Adam Thielen would have his day. But they both end up here in in the top nine. So not how I thought it would happen, but hey, I'll take it. I guess um, DJ Moore having his day with Sam Darnold. Yo, it's just anybody but Baker. Anyone but Baker. <laughs> DJ Moore is good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's fine. Right. It's fine. Like, yeah, we proved it, that. It's proven now. Yeah. Right. Like he dropped a dime. You know, 52-yard pass over Patrick Sertan the second, right? Like, it was good on good. This was not like, uh, yeah, this was, yeah, anybody but Baker. Anybody uh, but Baker. Yeah, you know how I, you know how I feel about Garrett Wilson already. Like, oh yeah, yeah man, yeah, yeah. I was already saying like in the beginning of the season I would spend as much fab as I possibly could to get Garrett <laughs> Wilson on my teams because he reminds me of Justin Jefferson. You know, then just a little bit, right? So when you're watching, when you guys are watching Minnesota versus the Jets, on however many you're gonna watch it, just just watch some of the body movements, body control, things like that. Um, so Gary Wilson's a little herky jerky after the catch, which I herky jerky is nice sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah, like um, yak, <laughs> the yak for sure. Uh, yeah, T Higgins just continuing his dominance, man. That that was yeah, awesome. Yeah. You you were on the Isaiah McKenzie train. Um, I mean, I think we we both recommended it, but I, I'm gonna put it in your bucket because you, you you used him in the DFS contest to beat me. Uh, but I, I think if I'm not mistaken. I think I think I I think I won. Did I win? I did not check it, but I can check now. I was I thought I was winning. I looked at it. And I was oh no, I won. Out. Wait, did I? Win? You won. What? Eleven twenty-seven. Yeah, I did. You win. won by one point. Less that than one point. That is so trash, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome for you. It's terrible. Like, yeah. Shout terrible. out to Traylon Burks for recovering that touchdown. Really, that's probably what won me the game. So basically, me not taking Traylon Burks is what won you. The oh game. yeah, you're exactly. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because Traylon, <laughs> hustling down. Oh no, the field. it can't be because because I because I I I can't be because I because of the because of Jalen. You took Traylon Burks. I took Garrett Wilson. Oh, okay, okay. That had to help you in your in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was me taking your running back start of the week and uh in Jeff and Jeff Wilson. Oh no, but you went yeah. to Damian Pierce. So I don't even like yeah. I, it was just yeah, it was very competitive. Don't oh, really Trey know. McBride. Trey McBride. That's the one. Oh yeah. That's yeah, That's Trey McBride. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> the combination of him. Uh, let's get to the tight ends because that's going to be a whole nother conversation in and of itself. And we can talk about this one then. But, um, yeah, rounding out the – the well, we talked about the swags. Let's talk about the wide receiver Jags here. Um, and I – Terry McLaurin for sure. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. I'm trying to remember who my start of the week was because for some reason it has escaped my brain here as we sit here. I can I can go – I can go find out. Because I feel like they're 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 a jag. Because why? Because we didn't talk about them yet. I we didn't talk Ooh. about them, and I don't. Oh, it was Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yep. That that yeah. would be a jag performance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do a, a uh, full transparency, people. I did not do a. Great job typing down who the, the wide receiver Jags were. Because as I'm looking at this list, I'm like, Justin Jefferson is not a Jag. Because I have them written down from the week prior. So, um, it wasn't just... uh, it was a lot of high scores. Like the floor for receivers this week was pretty good. Donald's people, Jones, I would say. Is a jag. Yeah, Don, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Amari Cooper had a had a, had a <clears> really <throat> solid day. Oh, let's talk about yeah. the honorable mentions, actually. Because that, that, that's because there are some guys that I did want to talk about that we didn't talk about. So Traylon Burks had a good day. He's a guy that I'm sure Greg if he's not rostered should we should we should be getting yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's right at 51%. Right? So yeah, we need to get to him higher. Yeah, two straight weeks now. Uh the offense is getting better. He's a rookie receiver uh, with much a lot of talent, a lot of draft capital. Yeah, definitely. Uh Matt Collins, he also had a good day there as well. Mm. Um you know, having a solid wide receiver today. Uh Elijah Moore coming in hey, man. as a <laughs> you know the you know Mike White <laughs> Elijah Moore going it. yo Mike White season man let's <laughs> see him back though for sure so he's super yeah. talented no definitely uh, 64 receiving yards and a touchdown there so it was a good performance by him um 
But now let's talk about some wide receiver jags because I, I I got them ready. Here we go. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I'll throw it out there. You know, finished as the wide receiver twenty four on the week. So um, definitely not the performance that you would like to see from him. Uh, AJ Brown ended up finishing as the wide receiver thirty one on the week. Not a great performance by him either. Yeah, in a thirty seven, what a forty thirty three game. Yeah, you would you'd have won him some more. For sure. Yeah. Um, Both the receivers, Devontae Smith too. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Hinton did not did not come through. He was a guy that I mentioned as somebody that you 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 could get. Hey man, it's not his fault, man. We know whose fault that is, man. (laughs) (laughs) Got the the defense yelling at him now too, man. Oh man, yo. (laughs) (sighs) Um. Brandon Ayuk finished as the wide receiver 36, uh, but that's still better than Debo Samuel did, apparently. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> um, and Chris Olave also had a had a poor week as well. Uh so yeah, not not a great week for some some wide receivers that we would uh that we would we would expect some some production from. Yeah, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, the wide receiver of 55 in PPR yeah. leagues this week. So yeah, yeah. Um all right, let's move on to the tight end swags. And the number one tight end on the week is Dalton Schultz. Four catches, 31 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions there. 19.1 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Dalton Schultz? Yeah, Dalton Schultz coming through. Uh, glad to see him healthy because we know what he can do when he is healthy. Uh, being uh, you know one of Dak Prescott's favorite people to throw to. Um, so yeah, continue for him to kind of come down the stretch here, and I think he's going to continue to give some big weeks. Uh, I expect, um, you know, definitely top ten tight end weeks for the rest of the season. Yeah, I hope that you were listening to us when we were telling you to go buy Dalton Schultz before yeah. Dak comes back because yep. it was going to cost you nothing to do it. Uh, and uh, once Dak came back, it was going to be you know, back to to regular operation of him finding Dalton Schultz because yep. that, that is a given there. Um, number two tight end on the week. Uh, not surprised to see a Baltimore Ravens tight end here. Nope. Just <laughs> think it would be Mark Andrews. <clears throat> and if it's not Mark Andrews, you would think it's Isaiah Likely. But right. it's Josh Oliver, four catches, six targets, 76 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Again, Isaiah likely he was out of this game was was injured, um, but definitely Josh Oliver was part of the game plan along with with Mark Andrews here. Uh, but Greg, what do you think of of Josh Oliver finishing as the tight end two on the day? Yeah, no, it, it definitely uh, definitely great performance. I, Isaiah likely got hurt, something I not too surprised that he can come. He came through um, definitely. Surprised that it was much more than Mark Andrews, but uh, yeah, the, it seems like Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, the offense just really tailors to the tight end position uh, in the passing game. Um, and the, the last couple of years, or yeah, I guess in the Lamar Jackson era, right around that time, they've been just hitting on every tight end they've chosen. Like even Hayden Hurst, like who's uh, you know now doing well for Cincinnati, like they know how to draft a tight end. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's crazy because you you mentioned the Hayden Hurst one, and it's like they drafted Hayden Hurst in the first round that year, and they drafted Mark Andrews in like the third round that year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, even even in their evaluation of tight ends, they they're not even really sure which ones are better than the others. Uh, right. Also, this is the team that signed Darren Waller and changed him to a tight end. So, really, when you think about, oh yeah, it, there you go. <laughs> That's crazy. They, they, oh man. They, <laughs> they know what they're they yeah. know what they're doing. Uh the tight end three on the week, lower than we probably expect to see him. For sure. <laughs> still in the top three. Uh Travis Kelsey, four catches, eight targets, 57 receiving yards, and a touchdown, 15.7 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts and performance here by Travis Kelsey. Yeah, something he's just Doing every year, definitely, you know, not number one, but we'll take it for sure, especially for a tie position. Um, man's on an insane touchdown pace right now. He's got so many touchdowns this year. Um, but yeah, three straight, I mean, three 
games, three straight games, he's got a, t- a touchdown, had three in one game. So he's continuing to just find the end zone no matter what. Yeah, he's absolute monster. Just don't draft him next year because next year is the year I'm going right. to take him in the first round. Right. So it's going to be the downfall. So right, just so y'all, just so y'all know, don't draft him. Um, moving on to our favorite segment of the week, the touchdown or nah <clears throat> tight end of the week. And this last week we didn't have one because the tight ends were either too good or not good enough to score touchdowns. So this week. We got one because there was of the top 12 tight ends, 10 of them scored and two didn't. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Go. yeah. Good Big, bounce back. good bounce back from last week when I called out the entire tight end position. But, <laughs> uh, tight end, touchdown or not, tight end of the week this week for week 12 goes to Michael Pruitt. The Atlanta tight end had two catches for nine receiving yards and one touchdown. Um, finished as the tight end 12 on the day. Um, so, yeah, just shout out to Michael Pruitt. No one started you, but you definitely, you know, made an impact in the tight end community. Because um, Yo, you almost had as many touchdowns as Kyle Pitts in one game. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah. Wow. I, I, like, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, man. That was, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Oh, hurts. man. Hurts. Um, moving on to the tight end swags. The tight end four on the week is Hunter Henry. Tied for four <clears> would be TJ Hawkinson. Six is Jordan Aiken. Seven is Greg's your tight end start of the week, Dave, David Njoku. Eight was Foster Moreau. Nine was Hayden Hurst. Ten, John Bates. Eleven, Mark Andrews. And twelve, Michael Pruitt. Greg, did any of these tight end swags stick out to you? Um, TJ Hawk, again, uh, being consistently, I think, you know, definitely back for sure. Minnesota. Minnesota, TJ Hawk. Minnesota, TJ Hawk. Yes, sir. Uh, and, yeah, David Joku, good week from him. Foster Moreau, I think that's big on him. You know, we've been kind of waiting for a good, you know, top 12 week. So hopefully he can kind of, yeah, continue this ride with, uh, without Darren Waller. Yeah, the Foster Moreau one makes me upset because I literally was like, I'm not doing the Foster Moreau thing to myself, right? Like, we've been waiting for him. But yep. instead, I decided to yep. go with, like, Gerald Everett and Trey McBride. But <laughs> talk about that one a little bit. How about we actually talk about it right now? Tight end Jags. Um, and for the – Probably the first time. It can't be the first time. I'm sure we did it to Travis Kelsey. I think we did it to Austin Hooper. Mark Andrews ends up on the Jags list after being featured on the Swags list because the tight end 11, 11 PPR points. I don't think that's what we've come to expect for. Or is this Not just a really Mark good Andrews. tight end week? Uh, I mean, it's just, or is yo, it just a bad year well, that like I'm calling a I'm calling like 13 points a good tight end week. Yeah, it is it is relative. So I mean, you know, not bad tight end week from Mark Andrews standards. So you could call that uh, he's in his own class, kind of with Travis Kelsey. So yeah, I could say that he's a. If he a did jag. this last week, he would have been like a top three tight end or top. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the only pass catcher and on the team. So besides, yeah, all, all the other tight ends. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like wide receiver um, standard. They did have a touchdown called back, if I'm not mistaken, to Mark Andrews. So, yeah, it could have been a bigger day for him. Um, Also ends up on the Jags list is my tight end star of the week, Gerald Everett, who, thank God he got a two-point conversion because that absolutely salvaged his day. But other than that, he was basically non-existent uh, for much of of the game. I'm almost. I'm gonna sit here and tell you, Greg, that I like. I'm not gonna go to Gerald Everett again next week. But then I look at the schedule and they. No, his schedule's been great all year, though. Like it's it's crazy. Like you're right because I had him as my tight end start of the week. I think a couple weeks ago, uh, (laughs) against Arizona. No, this I I did it. I I did Arizona. Yeah, right. I did Arizona. Yeah, he's just not getting any. You can't get it done against Arizona. (laughs) Like think about that. You can't get it done against Arizona. Yeah, that's tough. 
That's, that's tough. tough. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, just looking at his numbers, I mean, yeah, the 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 targets haven't been in the last two weeks, four and then two. Uh, I mean, before that, he was, you know, getting targeted, but still not getting any touchdown production. So it's, it's yeah, tough from a, a tight end spot to not. He's only got two in a year. I don't know, man. Maybe this is just who Gerald ever. We have enough data. Three different, three different uh, teams, different quarterbacks. He went from playing with first Sean McVay to playing with Russell Wilson in Seattle, Seattle Russell Wilson to playing with yeah now Justin Herbert in L.A. and it's just not getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Watch him go off next week against Las Vegas. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. Hundred percent. Um. Also on this list, Noah Fant, uh, Tyler Higby, who put up a zero for I think what is now the f- two the second time in like four weeks that he's done that. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Trey McBride. Are you? Too. Trey McBride zero point eight, and to think my start of the week decision came down to Gerald Everett and Trey McBride. <laughs> 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 Oh man, um, Robert Tunyon, uh, who outside of like that one game against the Jets, hasn't really done much all year. Yeah, yeah, uh, Robert Tunyon, yeah, Tyler Higby. You were saying, I think you were asking me if I was going to drop him. I probably would too. Oh, well, I, I was. Yeah, I mean, you you drop yeah. Tyler Higby and pick up another tight end, right? Like you don't know when Matthew Stafford's coming back, right? They're saying that. Yeah, they're not ruling out that he can come back before the end of the season, but they're not sure. Um doesn't help that they're good, so you know, there's no I, need I, to I like. Like, I don't know how you can – I mean, Allen Robinson is said to be out for the season. That was according to head coach Sean McVay. So I don't know. Does that change your mind at all, Greg? That – no, not even a No, nah, not really. No. Nah. Okay. So, Tyler yeah. Higby. You can uh, snip, snip. Yes, sir. Peace, bro. Um, all right, let's talk about some some news slash injuries, and then we can get into the waivers. Uh, New York Jets running back Michael Carter, like we previously mentioned, he he left Sunday's game with an ankle, believed to be of the low variety, so not expected to miss any significant time there. Chicago wide receiver Darnell Mooney, he suffered – what was initially feared to be season-ending, and it has since been confirmed that it is a season-ending ankle injury there for Darnell Mooney. So uh, the promising second-year wide receiver who, you know, was was having a pretty good season, um, you know, gets his season here cut short. And then Tampa Bay offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs, he left Sunday's game with an ankle injury or, you know, was initially listed as a leg injury. Uh, but it's since been confirmed to be a high ankle sprain. So he will be out three to four weeks. San, San Francisco running back Elijah Mitchell, he left Sunday's game with a knee injury. Kyle Shanahan said he might have an MCL sprain. So he, he did injure his MCL <clears throat> earlier in the year. So definitely something to, you know, to monitor you know, as the week progresses and then Allen Robinson, like we previously mentioned, who was inactive for Sunday's game, will miss the remainder of the season with a foot injury that will require, that will require surgery. And then for Miami left tackle Teron Armstead expected to miss some time with a pectoral injury. So, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, blow there to the Miami offensive line. Greg, let's get into the waivers. Uh, what are we doing at the quarterback position and why are we running to pick up Mike White? Running, sprinting, sprinting all the way. Mike White, 4% rostered. Uh, so, so low is 2% uh, when, you know, he, as we said, him as my streamer of the week. So, uh, and 4% bank, you know, kudos to those people, those 2% that got him and the car probably won the week for you. But yeah, go get this man, Mike White. You saw the offense that he was running. Uh, great football game in general. It's got Minnesota next week. Uh, I'm not scared of that matchup at all. And just in general, the the, the Jets have pieces around them that he can help them succeed. Conklin, uh, Garrett Wilson, 
<clears throat> the running backs are, you know, I've been producing as well. Uh, yeah, Mike White is is here to stay, I think, and he's gonna be possibly, you know, a league winner at quarterback position. Um, other than that, Jared Goff, 46% rostered. Uh, he's going against Jacksonville next week. I think that could be a possible shootout. Um, and he played pretty decent on, on Thanksgiving against the Bills defense. So you're saying is pretty vulnerable. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna um, continue to maybe give you a safe day. And then Jacoby Percent. Uh, I think this is it. Actually, uh, I was gonna mention his name, but is this is this the last start for him? Uh, yeah, he he's done now. It's uh, Deshaun okay, Watson yeah. now. Yeah, he had a Houston matchup. So it, look at that. Yeah, Deshaun had. Deshaun's first game back, you know. First game like back. NFL, Look at that. Yeah, they they was like they do. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Uh Mike White and Jared Goff, though, I think are guys you can uh, go go. But Mike White is definitely the the number one pickup at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean he gets Minnesota, which like you said, you're not afraid of. And there's zero no. reason to be afraid of that matchup. Yeah. And then he gets Buffalo, which that's not a bad matchup either. No, you know, no, no, people, no. people are you hear Buffalo and people are going to tell you, oh, Buffalo defense, which again, their defensive scheme is pretty good. But like, look at what they've done in recent weeks. Jared Goff had a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins had a good week. Even Zach Wilson had what was perceived to be a, a really good week for him uh, because <laughs> he, he completed like 70% of his passes or something. Yeah. Uh, and didn't throw an interception. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, an, a defense that I'm, I'm willing to attack here these next couple weeks, specifically in super flex leagues with Mike White. But hey, man, if you're bold enough to to take my to let Mike White take you to a chip in in redraft and uh, or one quarterback leagues, and I, I need to see that roster. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, your what are we doing at running back this week? Uh, running back, I think I'm looking at uh, a couple guys. You know, one, Jermichael Hasty uh, is at 3% rostered. Uh, definitely with the keeping on keeping up with the status of Travis Etienne. Um, yeah, I, I, I failed to mention anything about Etienne, but he did suffer a foot injury in the, yeah, in the yeah. game against Baltimore. It was reported mm-hmm. that he could have gone back into the game, but definitely okay, okay. something that we want to monitor. I, not, and that's not why I didn't put it down. I just I failed to to put it down. Um, but so, you know, definitely something that we want to monitor. So definitely want to pick up Jermichael Hasty, especially if you're the Travis Etienne manager. But go ahead, Greg. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's what I was going to say. You know, being the Travis Etienne manager, you want to, you know, secure that. Uh, I mean, you know, he basically was the lone running back when he was in the game. Uh, you got 12 carries, uh, got five targets, five receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. So uh, he was heavily involved when Travis Etienne was out. Um, so definitely, you know, have that in mind. <clears throat> the the Jets running backs, um, uh, depending on you know Michael Carter's injury status, uh, you know you're saying leaning towards uh, Zonovan Knight a little bit more. I think I agree with you. Uh, he's one percent rostered. Ty Johnson's also one percent rostered. Um, but uh, yeah, if you are the Michael Carter manager, uh, need some depth there at the position, um, I would look towards that those guys. And then uh, deep in the bag running backs for those deep leagues, uh, Amir Abdullah, um, definitely one of the you know getting some PPR production. Uh, I think if you're, especially in the Raiders being in high-scoring games, uh, being in, in, in some comeback mode, uh, I think it's a guy that, you know, can, you know, help you out and we give you a little depth. And, again, uh, <clears throat> Kyrie Williams being my most popular stash of the year so, <laughs> so far. Again, steadily increasing. Snap percentage went up, again, to 70% this week. Uh, carries went up this week uh, to, from 7 to 11. Uh, got three receptions as well. So, I think a nice little stash for, especially for, uh, later in the season. Yeah, I uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was putting some DFS lineups together this weekend, and, and I was like, "Oh, Kyron Williams 5300 on Fanduel. That's not a bad deal, you know. It's not. It's not. It's not terrible for someone. I I still don't know if he's a real person or not, but <laughs> yeah, definitely looked like a real person out there against Kansas City. Um, you know, was getting opportunities. So definitely, he he's gonna help somebody. He's gonna win a matchup for someone this before yeah. this year is up. I uh, just yeah. don't know when it's gonna happen. Um, no, you don't. Super stash. But super stash is trying to. Hey, do the Rams have a buy coming up anytime soon? I feel like they are they one of those teams with a late buy. Hey, don't. Uh, no, they have Seattle next week, then Vegas, and then Green Bay. So good, okay, good, uh, so good matchups too. Oh, good, great matchups. There you go. Yeah, so hey, you know, 
that's coming sooner than uh than we might think there for Kyron Williams. What about the wide receiver position, Greg? What do we got there? Wide receiver position, I think number one guy, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, he's 33% rostered, uh, definitely uh, taking over that slot position is, is his um, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, in some weeks he'll be battling with <clears throat> um, for that number two role uh, in that off- with Gabe Davis for in that number two role in that offense. Um, we, we all know Stefan Diggs is, you know, the alpha and then there. But Isaiah McKenzie getting the high target number, I think it was 10 this week. So um, in high scoring games, he's going to be involved heavily. Um, other than that, Matt Collins, 21% rostered. He's uh, you mentioned his name as a guy, you know, with you know all the injuries that Vegas is suffering. Uh, Matt Collins should be a solid uh, wide receiver three, wide receiver two. I mean, wide receiver three, and 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 have some wide receiver two upside in some weeks. Um, Nico Collins, 24% rostered. We got nine targets this week. He's uh, yep, still getting involved more and more each week, and uh, he's going to continue to be, I think, in a, a you know wide receiver three uh, and hit some flex conversation in some weeks as well. And then lastly, DeAndre Carter, <clears throat> 23% rostered. I think he's a good deep league ad. Um, you know, we talked about the return yardage as well, but uh, he's, you know, still being involved, um, especially with the with the receivers back, Keenan Allen, um, a little healthier and stuff like that. So uh, I think he's a solid deep league ad. Yeah. Um, can I, can I add two more names, please? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Michael Gallup, 48% rostered. Okay. Yes. Yes. And like uh, Elijah Moore, 26% rostered. Like that. Yeah. Got it. I like that. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, what about the tight end position, Greg? What do we got? Well, I got one name here, and that's going to be – got to be false in a row. I mean, just – because he's got the highest opportunity to succeed. I mean, he's a starting tight end. Um, there's no one really, you know, around him, you know, the, and then a team that's going to be throwing the ball a lot. I mean, he got targeted seven times this week, uh, only had, you know, three catches off that, but he got in the end zone. He's now got two touchdowns in the last three weeks. So uh, he's finding the end zone. Uh, seems like, you know, Derek Carr is looking for him in, in there. He's got some good matchups coming up, you know, against the Chargers uh, next week. So I um, think, a guy that, you know, if you need a uh, possible tight end um, in, in deep leagues or just to, to hold you down, um, you know, I've been streaming tight ends all year. I think Fawson Rowe can, can possibly give you some success uh, as a borderline tight end one. Nice, nice. I'll, I'll also add another name because um, we got to get as many pieces from this offense as we gotta can. Got to get, right? yeah. Tyler Conklin. Throw him in there. Tyler yes, Conklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yeah, oh, keep thinking about Mike White. We gotta all everyone else is gonna definitely gets upgraded for sure. Hey, high high tides raise all boats, right? So yep. um Tyler Conklin uh, gets a I mean sneak peek. He probably will be my stream of the week. I'll I'll crunch some numbers, we'll see what it looks like. But it gets a, a revenge game here against Minnesota. So just know if Mike White's not fifty percent, he's my streamer of the week every week until he gets over that. <laughs> <laughs> He's at two, so that's a big jump. So I don't know if he's gonna get there. So I mean, oh, four, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Like in one of my super flex leagues, I had picked him up. So I was, I was part of the two percent. Yes, sir. There you go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I just knew, I knew. I was like, yo, three hundred and three loading right now for Mike White. I was like, I'd rather have him go off on my bench in a super flex league. Then be out there on waivers. Now I'm out here trying to trade him. You know, I'm gonna send him a clip. I'm gonna cut clips from from the pod of Greg talking about Mike White, and then I'm gonna start sending it out to my league mates and trade and trade <laughs> offers. So, um, Greg, anything else you want to add before we close this one out um, ahead of Monday Night Football? No, looking forward to seeing Jeff Saturday and his uh, first Monday Night. Uh, yeah, it'll be good to see. Hopefully, JT can get some. Just give JT the ball 30 times. Let's go. Just as long as he doesn't get 34 fantasy <laughs> points or more, I'm good. Uh, but your boy will take all the over props on JT just in case he decides to go off and uh, pretty much end my my fantasy playoff hopes in the league with certain people because I'm not really trying to go home yet. No, it's still early. Um, I was going to say something, but then a karma was going to come at me and I was going to lose to Greg, who's <laughs> eliminated, eliminated from playoff. Word, word, word. So I'm going to just keep that there. JT, 
I love you, bro. But you don't don't just hold save some of those points for next week. Uh, but yeah, until next time, y'all, we appreciate you. Thank you for vibing with us. Uh, make sure you go get a Mike White jersey like right now because yes. Greg's yes. Greg's got his on pre order. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, we'll catch y'all on Wednesday. We preview Thursday night football as the Buffalo Bills take on the New England Patriots. That's going to be a, a good game to break down. Um, yeah, until next time, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Have a good one. Enjoy Monday Night Football, and we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.